0: Welcome to Creative Income, a podcast that focuses on making a living in the creative space. Whether you're an actor, filmmaker, musician, painter, or anything that doesn't fit the 9-to-5 mold, there is value for you here. I'm Lars Lindstrom. Let's get into it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Creative Income. I'm your host, Lars Lindstrom. Happy to be with you. Happy to be here uh 2023 has been a weird year i think we can all agree if um you're in the film industry especially i know that some other creatives listen to the podcast and maybe it doesn't apply to you maybe it does there's been a lot of strikes we had a writer's strike at the beginning of the year that seems like it's finally coming to a, a resolve and we still have the sag strike the actor strike that's still ongoing and um man it has been a tough year and i've and i've actually been thinking about why i haven't been as consistent with the podcast as i promised to be and i think I think what's happened is I had a little bit of imposter syndrome, right? Where it's like the whole purpose of the podcast, creative income is about surviving financially as a creative and I'm surviving. We're surviving financially. We're not excelling. 2023 has been just a weird year for everybody. And I think I've been doing this for about 11 years now, and it's probably been our toughest year. You know, you set these things up and you kind of just think that the income is going to be forever forever. And, uh, it just, it just hasn't been, uh, as good as some of the previous years. Um, but then I I had this realization that I'm, the, the, the podcast is not for me as much as it is about hearing other people's stories, right? I need, I need to stop putting that pressure on myself that it's not about, it's not my responsibility to make sure that you guys have this example of me to look up to. Really what it's about is an educational experience for me and for everyone else. So that's, that's the mindset now moving forward. Um, I'm optimistic. I think there's a lot of cool things coming down the pike. Um, the future is great. It's going to, it's going to resolve. Everybody's going to get what they they're they're looking for hopefully. And, uh, everybody's going to be freaking fantastic and happy. Right. So, um, today we have Haley Duff. I did a movie with her last year in November or uh, October, sorry. Um, she's awesome. She's an awesome human, uh, very talented human. Um, she was an actor in the film. Now she's directing. Uh, we talk about flipping houses. We talk about uh, food. We talk about all sorts of fun stuff. She's delightful. You're going to love it. Here we go. Haley, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time. I know you're you're Thanks, very busy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, the strike, you know been so uh, I've been so busy <laughs> so busy
0: yeah but you've got a lot going on though I feel like you've got you've got kids and yeah you've got yeah you know, I, I are you still working on your home there's I know you were you were either building a home or
1: yeah I'm always home. like I'm a I'm a home renovator so I'm like always working on something I'm my like side hustle has been home renovation so I started um I started helping other people with their homes now too so I kind of like you know dabble in like the home design stuff and i've been like flipping houses for the better part of like i guess 15 years or something now so my gosh yeah that's amazing i'm always like ripping up something you know i have like like, idle hands
0: yeah and and you're really talented you're very talented like everything i've seen uh of your homes posted i'm like oh this is incredible come to my house please
1: well it's not I'm not like a designer, you know. Okay. I like like funky stuff, so I'm I fit in really good in Texas because Texas style is like, you know, they love like old antiques mixed with like new things, and that's okay. kind of my vibe too. Well, you All worked right. on a, you worked on sweet on you, you know uh-huh. what the style was like, very Texas. Yeah. So what would you call uh, it like
0: a rustic modern? Is there like a name for it? Like yeah. what would you?
1: Yeah, kind that, of. Yeah? It's like. Um, you know I grew up in a family where like my dad doesn't like to throw anything away so like mm. we would have uh, in our kitchen we'd have like this old like cookie jar and then we'd have this like new dishes and then we'd have this old <laughs> butter knife and that you know like it was just always yeah. like this much of stuff yeah um, that was my house it, too
0: it was my, my mom like loves that. that kind of stuff she loves like old bell jars and stuff and
1: Well, it's also like nobody can have what you have, which is kind of cool.
0: I love that. Yeah, I I actually really love that, too. Um, Cool. Well, let's uh, that's I mean, is this well, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to the the home flipping and the renovating and stuff. But I I think it's very fascinating and very on brand for for the podcast. So but let's uh, let's start with uh, how you how you got started um, uh, as an actor. Right. Uh, Talk to me about kind of kind of how that got going and and some of the early beginnings.
1: Um, how I got started as an actor.
0: Yeah, um, you were young, right?
1: It was a long, long time ago. No, i just uh-huh. kidding. Uh, it actually was a really long time ago. Uh, I went to a performing arts school here in Texas, in San Antonio, mm. and Goldie Hawn was coming to Texas to direct a movie. Okay. Uh, and she came and auditioned a bunch of the kids in my school to be in a couple parts in the movie, uh, which is funny now that I um, understand more about what it is to make a movie on location. I realized she was filling the small characters with like local, you know.
0: Oh yeah. Parts, so they didn't weren't have, having a- vibe. didn't have the budget <laughs> to fly them out and yeah, come <laughs> up, yeah.
1: yeah. They were like, go down to that school, see if there's any kids that can uh, say a couple lines.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And um, so I got a part in the movie and um, it just kind of like snowballed from there. There was like a manager on the set that was like, Come out to California, and I'll get you auditions. And then we like believed her, which is so crazy that we <laughs> went out to California. And so my That's mom like packed us up in a her little Volvo and drove us out to California. And We like went on auditions, and we got I got my first audition, which was like a I booked my first audition, which was like a Lime Away commercial. A what? Like, Rub it away with Lime Away. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: You know, I need like, to find. It. I'm gonna find it somehow. Oh, no. Somehow I'm gonna find it. it yeah. Um, yeah.
1: But you know, we thought, oh my god, this is like so easy. Uh-huh. And then, um, you know, then we quickly learned it wasn't so easy. But right. uh, yeah. you know, we like we got bitten by the by the bug pretty young. So then, so uh, it's kind so of so it's just you sister. you and your yeah.
0: mom and and who else your sis- your sister okay so it's the three yeah. of you guys and you're just my trying dad, are you like, to like
1: texas and he are you would
0: commuting back and forth like what's yes. the yes yeah. okay was that and tricky so, was that hard
1: um yeah i mean it didn't feel like that crazy at the time you know but looking back on it now as an adult i think wow that's like so crazy i can't believe we did that i think of it as like with my own family you know I think, wow, that's like wild that we did that. You know, really
0: hard. Yeah,
1: it's so hard. Um, so you know, I I definitely see like how much my parents sacrificed for us to get to like come try that and do that. And um, I know, I know, my sweet little dad probably didn't think that we were like not going to ever come home. You know? Yeah. Right. Um, so
0: did you ever go home? Was it uh, how how long were you in California for?
1: Well, we first started going out there for like a month at a time, and then we'd come home, and mm-hmm. then it started becoming kind of like two months, and then three months, and then we would get jobs that would like keep us out there a little bit longer. And um, by the time I was, gosh, 16 or so, 17, we were like pretty much out there full time.
0: Wow. Okay. And did any, at any point did – you sell a house in Texas and your dad came out too to join you guys or was it just always like this commute no. back and forth thing?
1: No, my dad would commute back and forth. My dad is like, you know, Texas guy through and through. He was like, he's never leaving Texas, <laughs> loves Texas. Uh, yeah. I live very close to him now. You got a bit now. Of your dad and you then, huh? I do. Yeah. I love my, I love my Texas. Yeah. Um, and okay. so, you know, he, um, they commuted for a long time and then uh as as we became adults, then we would go back and visit more. But uh, it really was my dad like making trips to come see us out in California.
0: Okay. So um, at what point how old were you when you when you got Napoleon dynamite?
1: I'm really bad I'm really bad with years. I would have to look it okay, up but okay. it's been like 20 years since we made that movie. It's been a long time.
0: <laughs> well it's <laughs> it's long it's, long it's like I, I yeah, it's been a long time, but I just feel like I mean for me that's kind of iconic. Is it not iconic to you? Do you just kind of look yeah. back and it's just like a blur? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No. There's
1: like somebody in my neighborhood that has one of those like 12 foot skeletons, you know, those like viral uh-huh. skeletons. And it has like yeah. a vote for yeah. Pedro shirt on it. I'm like, I still <laughs> like, I just get such a, um, I get such a kick out of it. Like, I think, you know, I try to, everyone asks me all the time, like, did you guys know it was going to be such a big deal at the time? Yeah. You no. Know?
0: It is saying I'm gonna run out of free disk
1: space. But that's not my that's not Uh my problem, right? Is that a mean problem?
0: I hope not. I I don't know.
1: I don't know. But to find out. We'll Um, find out. Yeah. (laughs) But um, you know, and I think like I try to think back, like, did we know at the time? And I feel like we kind of did. Like Mm. while we were on the set, it felt like there was like this like special little thing about it, but there was no way to know that it was going to be like what it has turned into, you know, like Tina is still one of my dear, dear friends to this day. And, uh, we have certainly a very funny, like full circle way of knowing each other, uh, (laughs) that I know like she and I get a big kick out of, but, um, she did a movie in Texas long before Napoleon Dynamite called true women. And I was like an extra in the movie. And we played together as little kids. And many years later, we did Napoleon Dynamite together. And I obviously remember her, but I in no way thought she would ever remember me. And then when we got on the set, her mom's like, do you guys remember meeting each other when you were kids? And I literally thought like, no way. Because, you know, at the time she was this huge child star. She was like an Andre and she was an unbelievable actress. And um, I was like so taken with her, you know. And, uh, Mm -hmm. she's just, she's so awesome. She's such a great girl, but yeah, I mean, the movie just continues to kind of like run the test of time.
0: Absolutely. So were you, were you surviving financially, uh, at this point? So like, let's say even, even when you turn 18 or something like that, so, Mm -hmm. so maybe you're a little bit more independent now, uh, not so reliant on your parents. Do you, was, was acting something that, that could pay the bills? Did you, um, were you able to pay your rent? Uh, did you have a car? I mean, was that something that was sustainable?
1: Well, I I always sort of had different I had I've always had a lot of different avenues of income. So like at the time I was doing some music stuff. I was doing commercials, you know, the commercial aspect of acting was like a whole different beast at the time. So
0: totally.
1: you know, if you remember back in like the nineties and the early two thousands, like you could get one commercial on and an you could put your child through college. You know, put yourself through college, you know, so that kind of stuff We've talked a lot
0: about it. I've had, yeah, lots of like people on the podcast before that have like made all their money through the golden age of the 90s doing commercials. And uh, yeah, like the the residuals
1: of like a McDonald's commercial were just insane, you know? If you Mm -hmm. got a national commercial that syndicated, you were like, we have an old expression, it's called sitting fat down south. (laughs) <laughs> that that is,
0: uh, oh, you Texas people are crazy. Yeah,
1: that's uh, <laughs> That's what it was like if you hit one of those kind of commercials and when you'd audition for them, there would be thousands and thousands of people auditioning for them okay. because you made so much money on them, you know. So um, yeah. it was a, it was definitely a totally different landscape for what it was to be an actor.
0: Mm-hmm. How did you deal with rejection? Because um, I'm assuming you're saying thousands of people would come to audition for these things. And as a, as a kid, do you even really understand that has nothing to do with you as a person? It has everything to do with like the very specific things that the agency is looking for. How did you deal with rejection, going to these auditions and not booking them?
1: You know, um, it's strange because at like a very early age, I had this real, I had this like understanding of that. And I don't know how I understood that. I just kind of like went through this process knowing like, okay, you get some, you don't get some, you get some, you don't get some. And it felt like very surface level. And it wasn't until I was much older that it started to feel like, well, like shit, you know, how is this so hard? Or you would go into a room and you would like give it your all and then not get it and feel like you were so perfect for it. And it was only until much, much later that I started to feel, you know, uh, some type of way about it where I would get almost like a, not like ptsd but like sort of like where you would not i wouldn't want to go back to certain casting offices because i would feel like this resistance to it mm. does that make sense
0: okay. it does it does When i was younger was, i had like much yeah. less
1: awareness about it
0: why and that like, seems like it seems so backwards it just seems backwards to me it seems like you would start like feeling you know it's like as a, as a child you just don't understand how the world works and it's like I'm looking, I'm thinking about my kids right now. Maybe that's why I'm projecting yeah. a little bit, but because um, my kids don't deal with rejection very well, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I can't yeah. imagine sending Larue to uh, to an audition at six years old and like just having her come back and be like, "I so I got it right because we did an audition." It's like, no, no, and you didn't. And it's like, so how how yeah. why why do you think that that is? Why do you think that uh, later on it kind of s- switched places?
1: Um. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's because uh, when you're younger, you have like so much less like self-awareness, mm. you know, you're yeah. like way less self-conscious. Totally. You mm. know, I, I feel like I would go, when I was younger, I would walk into any room. I would do, I mean, I'm still kind of like this. You know me pretty well. <laughs> like I, I kind of will walk into any room and do anything in front of anybody. I don't really care. Uh-huh. very little embarrasses me. Like, you know, we had a conversation about parents embarrassing their kids the other day. And I was like, my parents always tried to embarrass me. They never could. Like, you know, I've I've always been very comfortable in front of a lot of people. But yeah. um, I think when you're younger, you don't have that sort of like awareness of yourself until you start to get older. And then you start to realize, oh, people say mean things about you behind your back. Or oh. I think also like um, once once I had some type of like notoriety and I started to read some mean things about myself that people mm. would like say or then then it was like yeah. I became aware of myself in a different way and right. then there was like that shift happened you know mm. they always say like you're never supposed to watch yourself you're never supposed to watch your movies you're not, you know because you become aware of like the things you do that are Bad, but also the things you do that are good. You know, yeah. One the things that
0: you do that it's like, and and what I what I've come to realize, especially uh, recently, is that perfection doesn't exist. Do you know? You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, so this idea that, uh, especially in artistic uh, venues, where it's just like perfect to you may be goofy to somebody else. Perfect to me may be an error mm-hmm. to somebody else. You know, even in cinematography, you know, and it's it's like, yeah. And I have to, I have to remind myself that that like perfect doesn't exist and we just need to be okay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Oh, no, totally. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. and, you know, especially like in, um, in performances, like being behind the camera, for example, um, mm-hmm. when you try to talk to an actor about their performance, like for directing somebody, for example, and you want, you want to give them a change, but you want them to do a lot of what they just did. Yeah. Ooh. With a minor tweak of something, <laughs> you know, it's like you don't want to tell them all the good things that they did because Ooh. you want to kind of leave this sort of like lack of this like self-awareness. You want them to kind of stay in the moment of what they just naturally did. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very interesting. It's a fine line to walk of like being aware and being unaware. Nice gray in, and
0: that, in that instance, would you just go in and just say, this one line, just deliver it like this? Since you are an actor, I'm curious. Since you, you come up from acting, do you ever – do you fall into the – Oh, I will definitely this. give a line reading. Okay, okay. That's what I – yeah, that's what I was wondering. And do you yeah, – are our actors okay with it? Did you ever get line readings growing up? Yeah, I've gotten a million line there? readings
1: before. And you know what the truth is, is I'm like, listen, this <laughs> is not a business where you could be sensitive. Like, you know – It's just not the business to be sensitive in. And uh, I I don't, I try my hardest to not go in and give a line reading, but if there's something that's like super specific or if it's like a comedic timing, like Marla to me is just, she's so great with comedic timing. If she hears something a certain way and she hears a joke, girlfriend, just tell me. Me guess and try yes. to find it. Just tell me. I remember,
0: I remember a couple of those moments on set where it was just like right. you could you could see Marla trying to like walk around the line read.
1: Oh my God! <laughs> like, I'm like girlfriend, yeah. spit it out, sister, like,
0: spit it out. Give it yes. to
1: me. Yes, I'm like you know we've known each other since we're teenagers. I'm like sister, hit me with it. Just tell me what it is. Uh-huh. You know uh-huh. because there, a lot of times too, you're not you can't hear yourself you're not watching yourself so sometimes there Mm. is something that like it helps to hear somebody say it and then you're like oh yes okay yes that Mm. you know and um a lot of times when you are an actor behind the camera you do hear the rhythm of the dialogue
0: yeah you know interesting
1: yeah Um,
0: fascinating yeah no i mean
1: it's yeah. Sometimes you're you know how shoot, how fast these things shoot and stuff like that. Like sometimes <laughs> what do we, do, what do we do what we do sweet on you in, was it twelve
0: days, thirteen days? Do you remember how many days I think it was thirteen? Was it twelve or thirteen?
1: Uh was I think we you. did Sweet on You in thirteen.
0: Was it 13? thirteen? Maybe it was fourteen. I can't I remember. It was
1: 14 it's not a lot
0: of time. It's not a lot of time to make a feature uh, film. No. And no. Yeah, yeah. But I, think, I love that right. I love that movie, by the way.
1: Oh, I love that <laughs> movie it too. It's like so I think it turned out
0: so good. Yeah. yeah, it really is. That's, it, that's a special so one
1: for me, for sure. For yeah, sure. For
0: sure. yeah, absolutely. So when you're you're you coming up, um, did you um, you had an agent? Did you stick to one agent forever, or did you kind of bounce around? Uh, oh, I'm like,
1: I'm such a loyalist. I okay. have had I had the same manager for, I mean, sixteen years, seventeen years, something like that. And she. And they're really doing all the negotiating. Mm-hmm. She really worked as my agent and my manager. I had oh, cool. um, I had an agent for a long, long time that was like a child agent. And then she stopped being an agent. So if she had have continued being an agent, she probably would have really? still been my agent. Her name yeah. was Iris Burton. She was like an old school, like, she was a very famous, like, child agent. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just like... I I tend to like find my people and stay with them.
0: How did you find but, her? Do you do you remember what was that? Pro- so you came to Los Angeles. So we're kind of jumping around the yeah. timeline a little bit, but that's all right. But uh, was that something you know that, that just that, like happened naturally? Bookstore?
1: You know, the bookstore what? Samuel French. It's no. like on Ventura, it's like no. Ventura and like Laurel Canyon. It's like
0: yeah, I'm oh, there's sure my I'm, books about I'm,
1: how to be an actor.
0: Yes, yeah. My mom okay. literally
1: like went in and got a book that was like these are. Books that have agents' names in them, and wow. she was like, "She's like, hello, um, I have two daughters, and they're amazing. And uh, do you want to be their agent?" And People were like, "Click, yeah." <laughs> and then, uh, and my mom was like, oh, "What? How rude!" <laughs> you know, like, "Stop."
0: Yeah, your mom, your mom also couldn't deal with the rejection later on in her life. Apparently, yeah, and she
1: literally was like, "What is wrong with these people? Like, aren't they crazy?" And yeah, um, no. then basically iris was like bring him in and i'll meet him <laughs> yeah that's what happened my mom was and like going to no for an answer you know i love her yeah
0: i love your mom i wish we, we i gotta meet your mom she sounds she sounds lovely
1: did you not meet her when we were filming i guess maybe you didn't
0: no i didn't didn't meet her yeah yeah, yeah she's funny. she also she's in texas
1: different. no she's in california
0: Oh, she's in California. Great. Okay, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, so so that's working out. At what point did you start to feel the need or desire to switch gears and maybe do a little less acting and maybe start directing?
1: Um, well, that didn't happen until like a little over a year ago. Okay, I, so that's super recent. I started doing less recent. acting. Yeah. Um, I mean, a little, almost... Gosh, 10, about 10 years ago, I started my food blog, Real Girl's Kitchen, which is sort of like, you got a little taste of Real Girl's Kitchen with our movie was sweet on you because you met Angela, who was our culinary producer from the show. Okay. And, um, I, you know, I'd done like all these lifetime movies and Hallmark movies. And I just, I felt like I was in this spot where I just had no control over if I worked or if I didn't, I was just Mm. kind of like in that hamster wheel of like auditioning and auditioning, auditioning, you know, and I, I didn't have any kind of say in my career at all. And um, I was working on a movie in Canada and it was, I was in Montreal. It was like freezing. I was stuck inside on all my days off. I was like stuck inside and I was in this great yeah. townhouse that had a kitchen, but I didn't know how to cook. And so I was like, maybe I'll teach myself how to cook while I'm here. Because I literally was like going to burn water if I boiled it. I was like so bad. Okay. And out of literally boredom, I Googled how to start a blog. I'm just like so dumb. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and my gosh. So I start a blog on Blogspot and yeah. I post how to make meatballs, which were probably horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like post something else. And I basically was sharing my journey through like learning how to cook, but I was sharing horrible photos from my phone and everything was like burned. It was like very bad. But within like a couple of weeks, I I got an email from, um, a person at Huffington post who was like, Hey, I'm like found this blog. Like, is this really you? Are you writing these things? These are really funny. Um, Like, what are you doing with this? And I was like, what am I doing with this? Like, nothing. This is not, like, real. But then, um, you know, being crazy, I, like, had – I went to this, like, psychic who told me, like, this is going to be real, you know. (laughs) I was like, what is she talking about? And um, cut to, like, you know, six months later, I had an agent from WME email my blog – and she was like, hey, I like saw that you wrote an article for Huffington Post because they asked me to start like contributing recipes for them. Okay. And which is so wild. It's so and, wild. <laughs> um, she was like, what are you planning to do with this? This is like really cool and different. And, um, you know, at the time, everybody like wasn't a food blogger. Now everyone's like a food blogger.
0: Sure. But, yeah. um.
1: I was like, I don't know. I just like was teaching myself how to cook when I had time off on a movie. And um, I was bored, honestly, you know. Yeah. And she's like, well, I feel like we could turn this into like a cookbook. And like, honestly, I probably could sell it as a show. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This is so, so crazy. And it that one sort of like step towards just something that felt like creative and like a creative outlet for me turned into this whole like huge part of my career for like 10, 12 years. It turned into a cookbook, a show for cooking channel and food network. Um, that was like a couple of seasons. It turned into a travel series for cooking channel, like a big endorsement. This is is a very
0: large part of your life that I've never actually (laughs) known about.
1: This is amazing. And so, so, yeah. Yeah. So that, um, you know, that sort of like following a like creative i don't know what to call it like uh instinct i guess yeah uh really paid off for me and it taught me that sometimes you think like this is your path but sometimes your path is like this getting to that Mm
0: -hmm. and through
1: through all my like food network stuff and my my blog stuff and doing the show and the cookbook and all that, it led me into directing because I was creating all of this stuff the whole time. And while I didn't really realize it was leading me to that, you know, it was.
0: Was it your show? I mean, did you have, were you technically directing the show? Were you producing the show? What was, yeah, what was the... Yes
1: and no. I, I was not directing the show, but I was very, very, very involved in like every aspect of it. So I had an amazing director. I had an amazing like production team, but we collaborated on every single part of it. The show was my life. It was in my house. We filmed in my kitchen. Nice. Um, you know, I developed. In, a in, in,
0: was you, were you in California at this point or was this back in Texas?
1: This was in California, although we did um, yeah. for the travel portion of it come to Texas, which was very fun. Awesome. Uh, but, uh, You know, through that process of like producing that series from like the inception of it to like it being on television is really what got me, I think, like wanting to be behind camera and wanting to see like the development of things and, um, you know, teaching me sort of like what that follow through looks like.
0: Right, you make it sound very easy. You make it sound like you started a blog because you were bored, and um, then you got an email, and then you were on a show. I don't think it was right. It's never very. It it's wasn't. never very. Yes, it, so I want to it talk about talking talk about the hustle. What did it take really for you to get that show off the ground? Because I know you're an incredibly hard worker and you're a very I dedicated yes. person.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what no, uh, I mean, what did like, that look right like? So I think there's a lot of people has, like,
0: that yeah.
1: Yeah, like right now I've got like. I don't even know how many like concepts and you know, like I'm definitely like, you know, hustler, baby, you know. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I uh for that so going from blog to book was like the first big jump. And to make that yeah. happen was like a big deal. So instead of just making like I'm I created a um book proposal in the same way that you would like a deck for a movie or a television show. You know how you would like create a pitch deck with like an outline. So I created something like that and it had like 10, 15 recipes in it with like photos. And I also wrote like stories that went along with each one that kind of was like, this recipe reminds me of the time that I was at blah, blah, blah. And then I would share like a funny thing that happened or one of the recipes. I don't know what I'm allowed to talk about on this podcast.
0: Anything you want.
1: Okay. So like one of the recipes I talked about, like having sex in the bathroom at a restaurant. And I was like, this salad reminds me of that. Right. Like, you know, there was like funny stories about my life in the book. Uh And um, Uh then I flew to New York and I had like meetings with a bunch of publishing companies and instead of just showing On your them, own
0: dime? I'm, th- that's what I'm curious about. So it's like, so you, you've you created this outline and, and it's totally on spec at this point. So you're just doing all this work. You're just pouring your yeah. heart and soul, life into this. And then you fly to New York on your own dime.
1: I did fly to New York on my own dime, yes.
0: Okay. And then who are you meeting with?
1: I stayed in my book agent's apartment. She, I slept on her couch. Yeah. Okay. So I was not like in like the four seasons. I was like sleeping on her couch. Um, and instead of just showing them like the book proposal and be like, I can make a great book. I prepared recipes in the kitchen at the office at WME. And I like had recipes in the conference room prepared. I was like making like truffle deviled eggs in the conference room. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I was like, I was in it to win it. I was like, not going to have a no. And uh-huh. so I got a book deal.
0: You got a book deal. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Where people coming in from like offices, like it yeah. smells real good in New York. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They were like eating and but it also contributed to like the feel of it too, you know, because it was like they saw me doing it. I didn't have like a team. I didn't have like right. people. I didn't have people, you know, it was like me doing it.
0: Uh-huh. I was like yeah. making
1: the kale salad in the kitchen at WME, you know. <laughs> um, which is like, if you know me talking about do? having
0: sex in the uh, restroom, in, in, in restrooms it, uh, yeah. Okay. Perfect.
1: No, <laughs> yeah. but it's like to know me and to know my personality, like that is, that is who I am. I'm very totally. hands on. I'm like very, like if, if we're doing something, like, I'm doing it, you know? Yeah. And, um, so I think showing people that like who I was saying I was, was who I am, is I think how that sort of happened for me. Like, you know, it, it wasn't like I was pretending I time was- Time and time
0: again, right? It's like, that's like yeah, the story it kind of your of- life. It's just like being you is, has, uh, has done very good things for you.
1: Uh, or trying to be like your authentic you. Not trying to like that's worry about what, what people want you to be mm. or like trying to like, you know, be like a buttoned up version of you, but like just kind of being- <laughs> You know, sometimes I say things I'm like maybe not supposed to or like, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, just being like your authentic self, I think, has always served me well. How did the book do? Um, The book did great. And the book turned into uh, a web series. So, okay, this is actually a good part of the story, (laughs) which I forgot about. I took the concept of the book and I pitched it to Cooking Channel. Cooking Channel was just starting at the time. Mm-hmm. and it was it's a branch of Food Network, and they passed on it. I was like, yeah. what? Oh. What? <laughs> like, oh, my God. <sighs> right? How and dear. I thought like, it was, like, such an awesome concept because it was basically a, like, reality show cooking mm. series. And I was like, I'm going to talk to the camera, like, confessional style, the way that all these reality <laughs> shows do. But then uh-huh. you're going to have like beautiful food and we're going to have like storylines going on in my house. Like friends are going to come over and cook and then I'm going to sit and talk to the camera and have like witty banter, like confessional style, like all these shows do. And they uh-huh. like didn't really have shows like that yet. So I was like, this is going to be great, you know? And they were like, no, that doesn't really fit our thing. I was like, okay. And so they didn't buy the show. And then I met an executive who was um, – was doing television like web series for Larry King at the time. He had a company called Aura and he bought like 12 episodes of the series. Wow. So I was like, okay. So we shoot the show and before it even airs, Cooking Channel licenses the show. Okay. The exact same show that it would have been if they had have like bought it outright right?
0: What, did, did it end up costing cooking channel more to do that, to license it? Or is or it kind of the same? It's like, well, it they didn't matter?
1: own it outright that way. They only, they were right. li- licensing it at the licensing
0: time. Licensing it. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. So,
1: um, that was an interesting, like kind of way of doing things. And then I ended up doing a travel series for them. That was a direct cooking channel series, which is how sweet on you inspo came about. Cause we went to an awesome place called Royer's in Roundtop. That was all about pies and that's um, where Sweet On You came from, which Love I'm actually it. going to round up tomorrow. And I'm so excited. I'll send you a picture when I get there.
0: Please do. Please yeah. do. That sounds lovely. Yeah. Man, Sweet On You was such a pleasure. Yeah, we're talking about me so that...
1: much. This feels very weird.
0: What t- well, this is, it's your show right now. Uh, I'm it's just your a... show.
1: It's not, I it's mean. My,
0: it's my show, but you're the, you're the guests right now. No, this is exactly I what it should be. It's I like, mean, you can ask so me questions, like, I guess, if you want. But how boring can you're that like, be? I when
1: mean? did you start your career, Lars? <laughs> yeah, which we when talked about. Work.
0: We talked about it on the show. Yeah, when did I you said like a, like a ten years ago, eleven years ago, something like
1: that? Oh wow, okay.
0: So not not very you're a long. Baby. I'm a baby. I'm a baby yeah. in the industry. That's right. Yeah, I started. Don't I started kind of. Like, I was like, I'm 37. Um, so oh, I was like, I was like
1: 26. Baby. What's that? You're not that much of a baby.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm really not. But uh, I I started kind of late. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I started. I started late. Yeah, Yeah, right. No, I was gonna say I thought you were younger. So much younger. Decades younger.
1: Well, my children are like, what? How old are you, mom? 80? I'm like, really? 80?
0: Oh, kids. Kids are great. They're great. great. Hey, when did you when did you start um, uh, having a family? Was that something that was always important to you that you always knew you wanted? Um. Uh,
1: Yes. I always knew I wanted a family. Um, I was 30 when I had Ryan. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was in the middle of my cooking show stuff. I was very, very, very pregnant on the last season of the show. And then I did a cooking channel special um, where I was literally out to here. I was Jai Jumbus. So massively pregnant. (laughs) Um, And I made Spiny Lobster on like the, one of the recipes and I got food poisoning. Oh, Oh apparently you're not supposed to inhale raw lobster when you're pregnant. And I was Uh just all in it to win it. I was like putting them on skewers. I was like cleaning them out. I was like, whoa, it was bad. It was bad. I was like (laughs) barfing my brains out for like 12 hours. It was awful.
0: Oh my gosh. So so having kids, having a family. can be It can be a little bit tricky in, in the industry, especially yeah. as an actor, right? Where it's just like mm-hmm. you're on camera a lot and that kind of – it's like it, it can be difficult and time-consuming and not very conducive. We're doing 12-hour days. Yeah. Um, sometimes we're, we're shooting on locations so or away from home for a very yeah. long time. Talk to me about how you were able to – Uh, Do that There's a lot of people That listen to the show That maybe want families That that don't feel like They can have them Which is to me tragic Um, So so sad Yeah So sad Yeah How are you able To make that work
1: Um, I will say That I do think That that has been Forever The trap Of Actresses mainly Where Mm -hmm. they just feel Like there's never The time To stop And have a family And I probably would have fallen into that same trap um, because I did not, we did not plan our first daughter, Ryan. She was a total surprise. We wanted kids, but we were like just living our lives. We were like, you know, planning a wedding. We were just doing all the things and um, she was a total surprise. And honestly, we both, we say this all the time. We're like, we would not have had it any other way because I don't know if I would have stopped and been like, okay, I'm ready now. Like now I'm ready. And I know that there's those people that have that awareness of themselves where they're like, okay, at this age, I'm going to do this. And at this age, I'm going to do this. And I just don't know if I, I don't know if I would have, I was always like very content with sort of like my life yeah, and I don't know if there's, I never, there's never
0: a great time. There's never you're never financially yeah. that you're never uh, emotionally stable. You're never in a in the house the dream home. It's like there's all these excuses you can come up with. There's,
1: there's always the excuses and the reasons why that you can talk yourselves yeah. out of it. Also because it's like very scary. It's a huge life change. Totally, 100%. Um, and you know Matt was like, I'm cool if we do. I'm cool if we don't. Like we we just both <laughs> of us were kind of like it, we were never gonna stop for to do it and so um i will say it is the greatest thing i ever did in my whole life it made me grow so much like emotionally it made Mm -hmm. him grow so much emotionally like my ability to handle things is just astronomical like my um just my awareness
0: and temperance and love everything everything expands
1: just the heart expand is wild and um we did plan for lulu uh but it was one of those things where i was like okay if we don't do it now i'm gonna change my mind and we're never gonna do it so like we gotta do it like right now because it got so easy. Like, Ryan got to a certain age where she was three
0: or almost mm-hmm.
1: two and a half. And she was just she was so easy. I was like, I don't yep. want to go back to all the baby stuff. I don't want to, like, oh, no, you know? And so yeah. um, now we have, like, our perfect, like – two girls just like you
0: two girls just like me Two right. years apart it. it's the they're best so happy it's awesome the best
1: yeah they're like they're best friends yeah. I hope it stays that way like they're so cute and um yeah. yeah and you know what honestly everything was waiting for me as soon as I was ready to go back to it and I think you have to just believe that what is meant to be for you will be for you and in my experience like all the actresses that I know that have stopped to have families, it's all been waiting for their, for them when they wanted to go back to it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. When did you start flipping houses and, and how, what was that journey? Was that ever to, was it, did it start originally to have money on the side or was it always just kind of like a fun thing? Uh, what, What did that look like?
1: Um, why did I start doing that? I don't even know. Um, it started with a trailer in Malibu. We got like one okay. of those weird trailers in Paradise Cove. You know those?
0: Yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh, 100%. And
1: um, it was like right when Matt and I first kind of got serious and I was like, I want to get one of these trailers. And he was like, are you insane? This is like, the carpet was like this long and like green. It was so gross. He was like, this place is a yeah. dump. Like, what are you talking about? And we renovated the whole thing. We had it for many, many years and- Is Matt handy? Matt's handy, yeah. Matt will like, Matt will build stuff, fix stuff. He's like definitely a handy guy, but he does everything gotcha. in rocks, which I'm like, we're working on that. We live in Texas <laughs> okay. now, like, buddy, there's like snakes here and like spiders. Scorpions and, like,
0: and stuff. Yeah, and We
1: haven't like so. totally left the California shoe wear. <laughs> But we're, gotcha. we're like, we're getting close. You're working
0: on it. You're working we're, on it. It's, it's fine. Really, There's still time. Yeah. Crocs
1: or rainbows? I'm like. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're like uh, we took the dogs out this morning and there was literally a frog. I'm not exaggerating this big outside the front door. I was like, <laughs> how are those uh, rainbows feeling right now? Next to that. Yeah,
0: you got to put some shoes on. Bud. Yeah.
1: Outside. <laughs> like, whoa. Um, uh. but yeah. It started with that. And then we bought our uh, house in Studio City. And Mm -hmm. it was our first house where we were living with like a baby and we renovated that house. That was the house we took Ryan home to. Mm -hmm. And we were able to flip that one for like a really nice profit. And that's kind of what got us hooked on the like, you know, train. And so we did, we did like, I don't know, four or five houses in California before we moved.
0: Cool. Were
1: We're you- Every two and a half years. It was like- (laughs) It was rough for were you minute. house
0: hacking them a little bit where it's where it's because there's there are tax advantages if you stay in the home for two years where, was that what yeah. you were trying to do or it was just like you buy the house you're living in it as you renovate for two years and then yeah. you sell it and then you don't have to to pay the uh the gains on the up gains. to 500 yeah. grand or something like yeah yeah so is yeah, that yeah. so, so you you're staying like minimum two years
1: the two years or you're in two
0: yeah, yeah. We still taxes, lots and lots of taxes. Yeah, yeah.
1: So but that's that's awesome.
0: The purpose yeah.
1: of you better have made a lot on that house flip if you're going to take that uh, hickey on the two years.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So, so yeah. what point did you decide to move to Texas? How long have you been in Texas now?
1: I've been in Texas for almost three years.
0: Okay, and it's why? And why the move? Crazy.
1: It feels so yeah.
0: crazy. Yeah. Um. What? Uh, yeah. What? What warranted the move?
1: Uh, The pandemic was a major factor Mm -hmm. for us. Uh, Mm -hmm. Our kids were, Ryan was going into kindergarten and she was doing a pod school in our garage. (laughs) And it was just, while we had, while we loved our families that we were doing this with, it was just like not our vibe. We were like, this is not, this is just not how we saw like our kids going to school. We just didn't like see our life like that. Yeah. And we always imagined ourselves moving to Texas when the girls got into like middle school or high school. Um, but then when the pandemic happened, Matt kind of looked at me and he was like, and he'd been wanting to move to Texas ever since he'd met my dad and was like, kind of early <laughs> on into dating. He was like, let's go to Texas. Let's live in Texas. I was like, yeah. you need to like pump the brakes. You need to calm it on down. Um, mm-hmm. Cause he would like live out in the country On like a ranch you know yeah i'm like not quite ready to be a homesteader just yet but uh (laughs) he like loves the outdoors he loves all that stuff and um so when that kind of happened we were just like you know let's just try something different it feels like now's the time and if we hate it like we'll just move back it's not like we're sequestered to like some, you know, faraway land where we can't come back if we don't like it, you know? (laughs) Sure. sure. You know what I mean? I was like, we'll just come back. If we don't come back, we'll be like, okay, we made a mistake. (laughs) And we just, we'll come back. Um, It's kind of like having
0: that family, right? Where it's just like, you you don't have to be afraid that things are going to go away forever. It's like things are always available. They're always there for you when you're ready, ready for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that was sort of something that I learned, um, Just in these last couple of years is like, you know, when you have your own family, you do get to make decisions together as a family. You get to be like, do we want to go do this? Is this something we all want to do? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And then you kind of have this like little team that like you just roll together and you're like, let's go. Let's move to Texas, you know, and Texas. Yeah. yeah. And it's worked out really well for us. My kids are so happy here. We've, we have great friends here. I, I still get to work all the time. Funny enough, I work closer to Texas than I would if I was still in Los Angeles. Like I work so wow. much in Georgia, you know?
0: Yeah. So talk to me about, uh, this, this later chapter now that, uh, you you've, you've started directing. How many films have you directed now?
1: Um, yeah. One, two, three, four. Four? Four this
0: films time. in a year.
1: Four films in a year.
0: <sighs> Congrats. How does it so feel? Talk to me a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So well, I mean, so- is it is it something that um, you maybe discovered a love for later on in life, or is it something yeah. that you're just like, yeah, okay. So so talk to me about the journey. I'm
1: definitely, I'm definitely hooked. I definitely love it. Uh-huh. Um, I uh yeah, I mean, I just I feel like there's so much for me to learn still. I feel like there's so much that I like want to do and try. And uh, I'm like very excited about this whole like process. And I love like, I love the editing process. I love like, yeah. um, honestly, I love prep. I know that sounds crazy. But
0: oh, like, that's insane! <laughs> just kidding. But you know what
1: I do. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's,
0: how did you? How did how did it happen? I mean, people don't just say wake up one morning and say I'm going to be a director now, and then they successfully direct four feature films. That that doesn't happen. So, so um, what did you do? What what made you so fortunate uh, to to just like make it happen? What did that hustle look like?
1: Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, okay. I did not do that much for, for this to happen. happen. This like really found me and it happened because of um, a producer that found me and Mm. he like took a real chance on me. And um, Mm. it kind of came into my life at a time where I was like, In the same way that Real Girls Kitchen kind of came into my life when I was feeling very disenchanted with like our industry and our business, it was kind of Mm -hmm. the same thing at this moment in time where I was like, I was in the middle of renovating my lake house and I was like, maybe I want to start like, maybe I'll do like an interior design business. Maybe I just like don't want to, maybe I don't want to act anymore. Maybe I don't want to be in this industry at all anymore because I'm a person that could be very happy, like running a coffee shop in like a small town. Like I'm not Uh need, like, I don't need to be like, I don't need to be on a red carpet. I don't even know the last time I was on a red carpet. Like I don't need all that stuff. And so I was like, maybe I just don't want to do this anymore.
0: Yeah. I literally said that was your headspace.
1: Yeah. That what?
0: That was your headspace then. Yeah.
1: Yes. And I said, and I was kind of saying that to Matt and he was like, okay, okay well, like, you know, what do you want to do? I was like, maybe I'll do this or maybe I'll do that. And he was like, okay. And then I got a phone call from um, a casting director who I had worked with many years before. And she said, hey, um, your name came up in a meeting and I kind of suggested you for something. And I I hope that's okay. I don't know if like this is something that ever interests you, but um, there is a producer that I work with a lot and he was asking me if there was like, anybody that came to mind that he thought would be um, like a good director that maybe was like an actress or an actor that he thought would, that he, you thought would be good behind the camera. And she's like, Mm. I don't know. I just thought of you. I literally was like, Hey, I was like, are you sure you meant to call me? Like, are you sure? And I'm going to be honest with you. I had a lot of fear about it. I had a meeting with him. And I was like really fearful of the whole thing. I was like, I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. And I was just honest with him about it. I was like, I don't know. I don't know how to like make a shot list. He's like, sure you do. I was like, I, I really don't. Like, I don't know what that, I don't know what that means. Like, I, he's like, yeah, you do. He's like, you've been on set more yeah, than like do. a lot of people. I was like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Right. But it's like really different to like have to be the one that tells people what to do, you know? Uh And, um, so we, we had like a couple of meetings and he's like, okay, I'm going to send you a script. I want you to like read it. I want you to send me how you would break down a couple of scenes and tell me how you'd shoot them. And then tell, like talk me through what you would tell your DP of like what you would do with the camera, where you'd put it, how many shots you think you would need for this scene. And I was like, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> freaking out. Uh-huh. And he um, said, okay, I'll call you. We went through that process and then he said, okay, I'll call you in like a week or so and let you know sort of what we would decide. And then he called me and he was like, we want, we want you to come direct the movie. And I was like, you've this got to tell me, are you insane? Is this is insane. This is the craziest thing ever. And Which at this point you had um, been
0: on set for I basically for so made him promise to be on
1: set with me all the time. <laughs> I was like, will you promise that you'll be like, like there? Like what is, I, I was just terrified of the whole experience. I was so scared. Yeah. And, um, the biggest learning curve How for me. Before on before
0: you said you can go home?
1: He left me. I'm
0: curious. How how long? Yeah, yeah. I'm he curious. Like how, how many days or how many hours before he was like, You're fine. I think
1: he I think I stopped seeing him on like day two or three. He was like See exactly. You later. Exactly. Yeah, he <laughs> well, you was got like this. The biggest learning uh curve for me was like on day one and um Alex Yellen, the DP, we get on for blocking yeah. for the first scene, and I'm like, okay, so Everyone's looking at me. I'm like sweat. I'm literally sweating. I'm like freaking out. And um he's like, All right, so uh what are we doing? I'm like, um, okay, so uh they're gonna come through here and then uh we'll catch them here. And then he's like, Right, okay, and where do you want me? And I literally oh, was the- no it just clicked. And the way that he said it, like, made things all kind of click, you know, because I was like, I was Uh looking at Uh it from an actor's perspective of blocking.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I had
1: to look at it like, because he was he was trying to like clue me in, like, hey, guess what? Get back here. You know what I mean? And (laughs) yeah, like he's like, you're on the wrong side, honey. You know, and um, (laughs) so it was like that little moment sort of like shifted how I saw everything, and then from that point on i was able to kind of like it, i got it yeah he was like you're telling me where the it. actors go but he's like tell you got to tell me where i go and i was like understood um, got yeah. it and so yeah. now i'm like now i'm a way crazy planner now i'm obsessed with shot lists and now i'm like you know now i've like dropped in hard do you shot
0: list on, do you do you like shot listing um by yourself first and then with the dp or do you always shot list with the dp
1: uh, my first two, I shot listed with the DP, and then my last two, I shot listed by myself and then reviewed deep with
0: and then DP review notes. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, but That's I like awesome. to, I like to save well, a lot of space for the DP because I feel as if it's a. Totally. I just feel like there is a lot of collaboration between director and DP, and um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so while I feel like I'm. Like a bit of a control freak. I also like that there's space for like what, what you see and you know things like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love that's my my preference is to definitely review with director. <coughs> Excuse me.
1: I'm also review always with director. Surprised. Kind of go over their notes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and then and then yeah, just kind of like when we show up on set, usually throw out the handbook. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah. not entirely, but it's like okay, we just discovered all these magical things in this space that we couldn't have possibly known about while shot listing from a couple of still photographs of our scout. And now all of a sudden there's this like cool light coming in through this window that wasn't here when we scouted. What if we shot from this, you know what I mean? So there's like a lot that I love to be flexible and kind of discover on set for sure.
1: Yeah. So that's the thing that I find to be the most difficult with like these quick prep shoots is that you don't get a lot of time in your locations so for yeah your shot list like they don't get to be as specific as you'd really like them to be like they aren't the bible you know they no they're they're like a they're a nice little like playbook but they're not the bible and um it's
0: like it's this is this will make a movie <laughs> that's what it is for me it's like if yeah. we get these shots we might have a movie <laughs> it's like yeah no. And then totally. you, got, you show up on set and you can discover things yeah
1: yeah um my uh my big like addiction is the ronin that's what i'm super super sprung on
0: oh interesting and, yeah yeah mm-hmm.
1: and i'm like learning uh just because I've been in the thrillers for the last like couple of movies and there's so much like movement and action and stuff like that, that I'm like learning to embrace like the slider and stuff like that in different ways. Um,
0: yeah. Control. And,
1: yeah. And, and making more dynamic shots out of something that's like not so. um
0: Movie.
1: Movie, you know, did you just say yeah. movie?
0: Yeah. That's funny. I did. Say, I did just say Movie
1: um you know so that's something yeah. that is yeah like no
0: I, I agree yeah
1: gonna be a learning curve for me because i'm definitely uh and definitely spoiled to like i mean give me like two or three doorways i want to walk through them you know <laughs> like i just want to go like boom 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 like right through them
0: yeah yeah i love it yeah well uh Haley, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Is there? I I want to ask you one more question. Is there any piece of advice you'd, you'd have for young creatives starting out?
1: Um, young creatives starting out. I mean, it I think could be
0: actors, it could be directors, it could be cinematographers. It's like what's what's one thing that you've kind of you could sum up your life experiences and uh, the opportunities available to you afforded. What oh. could you say?
1: I mean I don't know. I think it's such a hmm. I think it's such a great time for people now because like coming up in this industry. You know, while there's all these weird things with like the strike and stuff like that, like you know, forget about all that, but as a creative person right now, there's so many avenues to be creative. There's so many like ways to make your art. And I think that's a really exciting um time to be coming up in this industry you know i feel like when i was a kid there was like you had to go on an audition and that was the only way to get on tv and now it's like you can make your art on this platform you can make your art on that platform and i think that is something that um, while it's easy to focus on sort of like some of the negative stuff that we hear about that comes to the forefront of the mind with some of the social media and all that stuff There's also so many like really great positives to um, so much of this stuff is that it gives people the opportunity to like break through um, and have their their art scene, which is so great.
0: Yeah, totally. I don't know if that,
1: that answers your question or if it's some deep life advice, but there
0: there is no answer to the question. It's your answer to the question, and that I thought that was perfect. It was beautifully beautifully said. So, thank you so much for for being on. We appreciate you. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm so happy I got to chat with you. Yes. Um, well, hopefully I see you sooner than later. I hope so. a look to your family. Tell the girls I all said hi.
0: I will. Same.
1: All right. I'll talk to you soon.
0: Well, thank you guys so much for sticking around and listening. Uh, I hope you had as much fun as I did because I had a great time. Um, Hey, do me a favor and share this with a friend, share the podcast. I, I love the natural slow word of mouth growth. Uh, the numbers are great. Um, I've really enjoyed getting feedback from a lot of you. Uh, if you haven't reached out, man, reach out, shoot me a message on Instagram. Um, I'd love to hear from you. And, uh, until, until that happens, I hope you guys have a great week. We've got a lot of uh, great podcasts actually already recorded. Um, I'll be releasing those pretty soon. So we'll see you guys soon.